Do you suffer from numbness, tingling, burning, or pain in your feet and legs? It could be caused by something as simple and common as a vitamin B1 deficiency. This is Dr. Ronald Hoffman with a solution for low B1, Zobria by O'Share Health. Zobria is a safe, effective, and clinically proven nutritional supplement containing a high-potency bioactive form of vitamin B1, which has been shown to reverse symptoms caused by low B1 with no side effects. Low B1 causes your nerve cells in your feet and legs to stop functioning properly. may also contribute to forgetfulness, loss of mental focus, fatigue, and loss of appetite. Restoring proper B1 levels has been shown to reverse these symptoms. You can get Zobria now with new lower pricing, risk-free, by going to Z-O-B-R-I-A dot com or by calling 1-855-ZOBRIA-8. That's Zobria.com or 1-855-962-7428. Get 20% off the new lower price with coupon code Hoffman at checkout plus free shipping. Zobria.com. Vitamin B1 perfected. Welcome to today's Intelligent Medicine Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ronald Hoffman. It's our weekly rundown of questions that you send to us via radio program at AOL.com. That's the destination for questions. And we're here, both of us, Layla and I, to answer your questions. Layla is our nutritionist in residence, and she, on a weekly basis, helps me with answering your questions. So, uh, how are you doing, Dr. Hoffman? I'm doing, I'm doing okay. I mean, great. Uh, but I'm, I'm a little ticked off hmm. because uh, this morning I walked to work mm-hmm. and I just marveled at the number of people walking in the street in New York mm-hmm. in like 35 degree temperatures with a brisk 10 to 15 mile an hour wind mm. uh, wearing masks. Yeah. Wearing masks. Outside, where the contagion is minimal. Yeah. And, you know, and, and I just look at them and I go, I just have no more faith in the human race. You know, Honestly, it's, it's dystopian yeah, looking. It is dystopian. I don't, you know, maybe there's, maybe these people actually don't believe that there are germs in the air. Maybe they have just emerged, I'm going to give them a, the benefit of the doubt. Maybe they just emerged from the subway where it is required or highly yeah. recommended. They forget they're wearing it, They maybe? forget they're wearing it. Or maybe it's because it's cold and they find it's, there's an advantage to like, okay. It's the know. new scarf. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a facial scarf. It's a facial scarf. Or maybe it's the new fashion statement. But I think also it's a little bit about, you know, like New York is kind of a heads down place. Don't make eye contact. Uh, you know. Yeah. Don't, yeah. And there may be a little element of that is that the, it, it enhances your anonymity. Mm. You know, you're not really look. You're not supposed to look at other people. Huh. You know, you're not supposed to have facial expressions. I mean, unlike a small town where you might see, you know, walk down the street, say good morning, hello, good morning. Yeah. You know, it's like uh, occasionally I get a good morning. Yeah, from uh, sometimes a homeless person, mm. Uh, mm-hmm. sometimes a doorman who's bored, and yeah. you know, will say hello, sir. You yeah. know, or somebody will go, oh. Uh, those are nice, uh, whatever, uh, sneakers or something, uh-huh. you know, like, yeah. <laughs> some. There will be a minority of people wearing masks because they don't want any facial recognition things picking up that who too. they are. They may be criminals. They may be criminals, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Got to really ponder that. Could be many reasons. 
It's it's almost become an appendage now. It's yeah. a it's a normal piece it's, of clothing or accessory. Thing. I think for some people, it's sort of like the uh, like a reverse MAGA hat. It's like a political statement. Like, oh, it's th- it's, it's like, totally that. It's like it's, I think it's still totally that. Especially screw here you, in I'm wearing my mask. Yeah, I don't yeah, care yeah, about yeah. you. Like, uh, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. like uh, my mask means this. This right. is my political persuasion. Right, right. Like if you say take off the mask, I'm saying I'm keeping the mask to like yeah. 2035. Right. In your face. I'm wearing my mask. <laughs> Make sure to change it daily. It is like underwear. And apropos, uh, our illustrious mayor, the worst mayor in New York history. When is he leaving? Uh, with a mere few days to go, has just doubled down on his uh, vaccine mandate, where he says that anyone who works for private business, the employers must ensure that all their employees are, are vaccinated. Mm. How's that going to work out? If you yeah. like run like a pizza stand... You know, or something, mm-hmm. and you're going. What you're going to require all your employees <laughs> to get vaccinated? Mm. What and and the, which government inspectors are going to go out to the thousands and thousands, exactly. tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of small businesses? To, exactly, that would like, be a lot like of government inspectors in, in the Bronx, in the in Queens, in the far reaches of Brooklyn. They're going to go to like little shops and they say, "Is your is your employee vaccinated?" And yeah. Plus, if you got a five-year-old and you want to go to a restaurant in New York... You can't go? No, the child has to be vaccinated. Yes, and they have to show proof. And I have, you know, I know people who's, are they're in a quandary, like, what do I do now? Yeah, stay home. Yeah. Or, or move, or get out of Dodge. Martin Luther King said, Yeah. We have a moral obligation to disobey unjust laws. Okay. A moral obligation. That's an interesting statement. Yeah. And that, and that's, and I'm also and on the side a, of and peaceful non-compliance. By the way, that's that, where I sit. That's not a smash and grab kind no. of. Uh, uh, oh, you mean like what they're doing with the smash and yeah. grabs of no, many that is retail civil outlets? Where you, where in the <laughs> yeah. in the true spirit of the civil rights movement, where yes. you would walk past a phalanx of uh, cops in the South to into a classroom. Yes, you know, with federal troops, yeah. uh, escorting you because. Mm-hmm. The the law was wrong to yes. exclude uh, children of a certain color from school. Yes, right, absolutely. Or to you know eat at a lunch counter mm-hmm. where uh, they have segregation. Mm-hmm. Okay, and that's what that was about. But the people <laughs> didn't you know tr- burn down the you know the JJ yeah. Newberries. You know exactly, exactly. So here anyway. we are. So here we are in 2021. In New York City. And and we're wearing masks, and we're going to mandate the vaccination of five-year-olds. Yeah. uh, Some of which who've had COVID. I'm extremely jealous now of some of our colleagues that have moved to Texas. Yeah. That have successfully moved to Texas. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, I'm jealous. (laughs) Here we are in New York. We got to bring a little Texas because I do like New York, and I'm. Uh, I love New York. I'm an inveterate New Yorker. Not not these uh the, not these crazy mandates. Yeah, well, you know, yeah. I think this is reaching. This is the high water mark, I think, of the mandates and yeah. of the hysteria. And I don't know. Some good things could be happening in 2022. Hopefully. I'm not particularly concerned about the Omicron. We're going to find out more, you know, as the scientists plow through the data. As long as there are more letters in the alphabet, it will continue. Well, here's the thing. I, I'm, in my, my impression is that there have been, if not none, a mere handful of deaths attributed to Omicron, if not, yeah? And many hmm. of the people admitted with 
who test positive for Omicron have other underlying health problems. And they just, anybody who goes to the hospital gets tested. Yeah. So, look, I'm not going to weigh in on this because, um, you know, it's, it, you can get really uh, uh, bushwhacked when you make a prediction about the direction that COVID is taking. Yeah. You know, I don't know why we don't do what Obama did. At one point, he stopped testing. Oh. For the pandemic during his tenure. Oh, the flu. The flu. Yes. Right. Yeah. Well, he said, just stop testing. So they stopped testing. And there was that. I right. think that was the. Uh, and then, and was it we a declared, swine flu we epidemic? We declared or bird victory. Flu? We declared victory. We declared victory. Right. Stop testing. Hmm. Well, you know, it's, I mean, we have a precedent for that, just like the Afghanistan withdrawal is like, we're, we're done. We're you know, done. Like, See ya. The war's over. <laughs> it's like maybe the the pandemic yeah. war. They'll just declare. Uh, hey China, declare, here's Afghanistan over here. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Anyway, so <laughs> all right, enough of this. And you know, oh, oh I just wanted to mention. Yeah. Oh, this is interesting. Uh, a new article mm-hmm. uh, suggests that uh, Viagra may be a cure for Alzheimer's. Holy. Yeah, that's called talk about repurposing Shut drugs. Shut the door. <laughs> <laughs> and and you know, and this, and additional beneficial side effects. You know that Viagra was originally developed as a cardiovascular drug. Yeah. It was it's a nitric oxide enhancer and it promotes circulation. So perhaps it promotes circulation of the brain. However, I'm a little concerned about the study because the study uh here's the headline. Uh US scientists say users of sildenafil, a generic name for Viagra, are sixty-nine percent less likely to develop the form of dementia than non-users. I like that statistic sixty-nine. Wow. Because I'm class of sixty-nine, and sixty-nine has some little uh double entendre connotations. So. <laughs> but sixty-nine percent. Not seventy, not sixty-eight, but sixty-nine percent less likely. Uh-huh. Uh sildenafil has been shown to significantly improve cognition and memory. Uh, presented as the best drug candidate, and they what they did is they screened existing drugs, sixteen hundred drugs, mm-hmm. and they because why not? Let's look at all the drugs, you know, and see if any of the dr- existing drugs, you know, much cheaper yeah. than these these very expensive new drugs that are very unsafe and that can cause brain bleeds, you know, that are designed to clean up the plaque in the brains with Alzheimer's. Oof. Let's let's take an old drug and see if it works. <laughs> now here's the problem: um, is this an observational study? Is it? Because if it's an observational study, it's like maybe people with Alzheimer's or, you know, pre-Alzheimer's, they forget to have sex or they're not interested in sex. People who are interested in sex, maybe they've got better circulatory systems to begin with and they, yeah. you know, are taking these things to, you know, have sex. Yeah. Or maybe sex itself is beneficial for memory. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's all that oxytocin, vasopressin yeah. that, that's good for memory. That's interesting. It says, importantly, this research doesn't prove that sildenafil is responsible for reducing dementia risk or that it slows or stops the disease. The only way to test this would be in a large-scale clinical trial measuring sildenafil effect against the usual standard of care. I wonder how many people would sign up for that. How many men would sign up for that? It's like, like, how much are you going to pay me to use? Give me the boner pills, please. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And again, to uh, prevent Alzheimer's. But... Here's the other thing about Alzheimer's. Alzheimer's is kind of weird. Uh, sometimes Alzheimer's patients are disinhibited. You know, yes. they, they, you know, they're, sometimes there's, they're, they're widowers 
and they they are they're predatory in the nursing home. They're like you know breaking into the, the you know the bothering all the women. <laughs> they're copying a feel where they can. Yeah, yeah, because they're, <laughs> it's part of the brain that is the inhibitory yeah. part of the brain. Yeah, that uh, certain politicians uh, and uh, newscasters don't have that part of the brain, the prefrontal <laughs> cortex, uh, <laughs> and. They they end up like touching and feeling and and yeah. and mounting yeah know, essentially yeah. Uh, be, I mean it's an ancient behavior and it you know it, mm-hmm. it's disinhibited it's disinhibited because yeah. so it, it's possible too that it's the other way around that uh, Alzheimer's does not diminish sex drive it may for some paradoxically yeah. enhance sex drive mm-hmm. so is it a good idea to to distribute. Uh, Sildenafil in uh, nursing home facilities where they have demented patients, that might not work. Yeah, maybe that not. That may not work. Yeah. yeah. Some practical considerations. Yeah. That may not be a cure after all. <laughs> right. That may be a problem. Right. Unforeseen, <laughs> unintended consequences. All right, file that under unintended consequences, or let's get to questions, please. Uh, okay. Uh, we've got a question from Mr. Lucky. If are you feeling lucky? Are you feeling lucky? <laughs> to quote Clint Eastwood. If it's absolutely necessary for someone to take an antidepressant for anxiety, are there any supplements proven to help counteract the negative side effects to the brain, if there are any? Well, let's examine that proposition. It's not it, absolutely it's, necessary to take any medication. Well, here's the thing. Stop. Yeah. Why would someone be on I mean, it's like, okay, everybody with anxiety must be on an antidepressant. Yeah. Really? What's the purpose of anxiety? Anxiety is natural. Yes. And it is designed to help us avert danger. Yes. Or to, it informs us of... Or to extricate ourselves yeah. from impossible circumstances, such as we're faced with on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. So, um, I've heard it said that um, anxiety is a little bit like that that quiet sound that a refrigerator makes. That oh, that That you know hum. that it's working. Yes. And if you don't have any of it... Yeah. Woe unto you. True. You need a new fridge. <laughs> you need a new brain. You need a new brain. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Uh, so anyway, uh, but okay, so now you may say, why take antidepressants for anxiety? Well, antidepressants have a uh, beneficial effect in depression, but they also uh, take the edge off anxieties. Anxiety and depression. Because depression and anxiety often go hands in hand, they're, right? They're like the flip side of those 45s, you know, like, uh, right. I want to be your man, I want to hold your hand. You know, yes. it's like they're, 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 they co-occur. Mm-hmm. Uh, so generally, a facet of depression is not just turn out the lights, uh, you know, sit in the, you know, in the armchair in the dark mm-hmm. and think uh, bad thoughts. It's mm-hmm. also, you know, excessive grinding of the gears of the cogitation about uh, negative outcomes, which yes. is anxiety. Which is, yeah, yeah. which is anxiety. Yeah. So, Mr. Lucky, no, it is not absolutely necessary to take an antidepressant for anxiety. There are things that you can do. There are lots of reasons. There are physi- physiological reasons for anxiety. Listen, barring any psychological issues or problems, phobias, but even phobias mm-hmm. have been tacked to a magnesium deficiency, well, the phobias, which uh, is very interesting. You've written are, about that. Yeah, phobias are interesting because they... Uh, they're a form of uh, uh, exaggerated uh, perception about danger, yeah. and they're always based on something real, like a high building or crossing a bridge or spiders, you know, spiders, you know, snakes, or whatever. Enclosed um, spaces. But uh, phobias tend to diminish when you're more relaxed, mm-hmm. and 
you know, what are some of the relaxants? Magnesium is helpful in some yes. studies. Yes, uh, P5P, pyridoxal 5-phosphate. A B-complex along with that is a good idea. High-dose inositol. Lots I, of inositol. I've actually written a paper about that, but many years ago in the 90s, I wrote yeah. a paper about inositol for OCD. Yeah. And for and OCD is a form of anxiety, by mm-hmm. the way. It's a where ritualized behavior uh, becomes a Calms way of... Uh, if I roller skate 12 times around the dining room table, my mother won't die. Right. That kind of thing. Step on a crack. Magical break, thinking. Break, step on a crack, break your mother's back. Yeah. Uh, a game we played when we were kids. But mm-hmm. also, uh, you know, if I wash my hands and wear a mask and, you know, uh, you know, keep my groceries outside for 48 hours before I bring them in, mm. I will be shielded from all danger. Yeah. And there's a practical basis <laughs> for it, but that is a form of OCD, yeah. which is... Culturally sanctioned now. Yeah. Fish oil is also very important. Fish oil, very, yeah, very stabilizing. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. We mentioned theanine. Now another candidate for Alpheny. that is CBD. CBD uh, is a big one now. Yeah. Right. CBD has a calmative effect. Yeah. Uh, there are amino acids too, like tryptophan, sure. 5-HTP, which right. is 5-hydroxy right. tryptophan. These are the precursors to serotonin. Serotonin is said to be the neurotransmitter responsible calm. for calm, but, for confidence, for a positive outlook. But so too for, GABA. GABA. So too GABA GABA yeah. is the anti-anxiety. Right. right. So kava may be good for that. Uh, and acetylcysteine. Right. The cysteine is a precursor to GABA. Oh, okay. So those of us who have trouble taking a nap because we get tired or right. really sedate, oh. it could be the cysteine. Do you have that? Yeah. I'll oh. take, if I take like Knack, I'm like, oh, I better take this at bedtime. Interesting. But also knack has been explored in uh, addictions, addictive behaviors, and in OCD. Mm. And so you know, it can be helpful. Uh, also, just let's mention the role that hormones might play. Because oh, especially yeah. for uh, well, both men and women, depression and anxiety can be alleviated with hormone replacement. Right. Uh, and men, with menopause, andropause. Testosterone can be kind of a confidence builder. DHEA can have a mood-enhancing effect, especially as you get older. Yeah. Estrogen, and especially progesterone. Progesterone is very calmative. Yes, yes, yes. So, and that goes away as we enter menopause. So yeah. for those women, for those of you out there who feel like, I never used to feel anxious after my second cup of coffee. Wait, I never used to feel anxious before when, for no good reason. Mm-hmm. Well, it's your lack of progesterone. That's definitely playing into Let's it. Let's mention blood sugar, too, because... Uh, yes. Um, Unstable blood sugar, hypoglycemia, can cause anxiety or feelings of anxiety for no good reason. You may get clammy and nervous and irritable and brain foggy and hangry, which mm-hmm. is hunger exactly. and anger. All of that thing, all of this can and you, provoke you know anxiety. First promoted that? There was a Dr. Abraham who was uh, in the 1940s uh, who wrote about this. And he was, uh, he was a psychiatrist and he wrote about this. And then uh, he had successors who popularized this, like Carlton Fredericks, it was mm. a big, I mean, there mm-hmm. was this whole, very popular mm-hmm. when I just got started in, in, in the 70s, yeah. is this notion of uh, hypoglycemia was all the rage as a, a, a contributor to mental problems. Yes. Mental and emotional problems. Absolutely. So that's something that needs to Stabilize be Stabilize your blood sugar. Stabilize your blood sugar. Very, very important. And, okay, so for somebody taking an antidepressant, let's say Mr. Lucky is taking an antidepressant or what are, what supplements can counteract any negative side effects. Well, antidepressants are known because they're causing the serotonin to stay in the synapse between 
neurons to let the brain know that there's plenty of serotonin here, everything's fine, that serotonin would normally, if it was not interfered with, with an SSRI, to go on to shoot forward and become melatonin. That's why people taking antidepressants may have trouble sleeping. They may develop insomnia. So you may be helped by melatonin if you're taking an SSRI. Interesting. Yeah. Um, So there's that. There's also a a synergy between the B vitamins and SSRIs. Mm. Because when we give Prozac or something, I mean, I don't usually prescribe it, but, you know, sometimes the patients come in real hot and we got to give them something. We have to do something because they're just, they're not able to live their life. Exactly. That's where medical management is absolutely appropriate, everybody. We'll give them methylating B vitamins. Mm -hmm. We'll give them methyl B12, methylfolate, Mm -hmm. P5P. By the way, P5P as a standalone can be very helpful for anxiety. It's very good. Yeah. It's a form of activated vitamin B6. Yeah. But that actually acts as kind of hamburger helper to inc- to increase the efficacy of SSRIs. Ah. Sort of like, you know, uh, statins, and, statins and CoQ10. Yeah. It should be given together. Very, very good. Very yeah. good. So, I mean, <clears throat> we can go on and on. We, I mean, in fact, I just um, uh, got in a, a Zoom call planning for the 2022 American Nutrition Association meeting. And the theme of the entire meeting, which mm-hmm. is going to last several days, is mental health ah. and nutritional concomitants of mental health. So there'll yeah. be speakers galore talking about these. It'll be in uh, October of 2022 in San Diego. Mm-hmm. So, all right, good point at which to pause and allow one of our sponsors an opportunity to share this vital message with you. So here goes. This is Dr. Ronald Hoffman. As you know, I'm a big proponent of CBD to tonify the endocannabinoid system. I've found that it helps people relax and can support restful sleep, a real breakthrough in herbal products. The CBD brand I take personally and recommend to my patients is Plus CBD from CV Sciences. And now I'm excited about a new natural wellness line from Plus CBD, CBD Calm and CBD Sleep. CBD Calm helps ease tension, soothe irritability, and contributes to a greater sense of contentment through a blend of Plus CBD's award-winning full-spectrum CBD, plus L-theanine, and 5-HTP. CBD Sleep aids occasional sleeplessness with CBD Plus melatonin, as well as soothing magnolia bark extract and relaxing lemon balm so you can get the rest you need and wake up alert and focused. Both products are backed by science with clinically researched active ingredients. To learn more and to order, visit pluscbdoil.com Hoffman and use coupon code Hoffman30 for 30% off. That's pluscbdoil.com slash Hoffman. Thanks for listening and thanks for supporting our sponsors. They're what make Intelligent Medicine a continuing free resource to you. And now back to our questions. We have a question from Barbara. My husband is almost 93 years young. What a beautiful phrase, 93 years young. He has an enlarged prostate and subject to many urinary tract infections and many courses of antibiotics. He's been put on a maintenance dose of antibiotics because of the frequency of recurrence. He was recently hospitalized for COVID and aspirated pneumonia, and he also has Parkinson's. He's in a wheelchair. Well, Parkinson's will cause uh, urinary problems and urinary retention. Oh, that's interesting. So that they really are prone to bladder infections. Okay. Plus, he has an old bladder and maybe an enlarged prostate. Yeah. I've been reluctant to consider the routine antibiotic as he's become resistant to what has been dis- uh, prescribed in the past. But a friend mentioned D-Manos. Mm-hmm. Any other suggestions or would D-Manos be appropriate? Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. So taking D-Manos, what about something like cranberry? Cranberry, yes. That, that could, could be, be helpful. 
That could be uh, cran- but not cranberry juice because it's full of sugar. Right. You want to take a cranberry supplement. So D-mannose and something that m- and thurlith, but I think uh, this is a spelling error and it doesn't apparently rhyme with anything that I'm aware of. Yeah, sometimes we have in to terms kind of, of a supplement guess here. what people are talking about. Yeah, yeah. So D-mannose is one. A cranberry supplement is also helpful. Uh, what would you think of something like olive leaf? Because it's yeah, like yeah. a natural antibiotic sure, sure. or oregano. Right. Uh, These could, may be helpful. You can also use uva ursi, but uva ursi cannot be taken chronically. Oh, uva ursi, ursi yeah. uh, is a bearberry. It needs to be taken uh, for a short period of time, 10 days to 2 weeks. But if you take it chronically, 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 it can cause some liver problems. Oh, boy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So... And there's also evidence that sometimes uh, vitamin C can be beneficial in the urine. Mm-hmm. Um, the way D-mannose works, by the way, just, this is for Barbara, just for her information, it keeps the bacteria from being able to cling to the walls of the bladder, mm-hmm. thereby helping it all wash out mm-hmm. with urination, which is helpful. Which is helpful. So Yeah, there's actually some uh, buzz on oregano oil. Mm-hmm. Because oregano oil is a sort of a general antimicrobial, uh, may be helpful for. But the, you know, this is a guy who's got a lot of um, the odds are stacked against him in terms of UTIs because of you know he's an old bladder, he has a large prostate, he has a little debilitated, and he's got Parkinson's. Which, yeah, you know. Yeah, and you know, even some of the medications that they give you can affect urination that's true and too. cause urine retention which is a setup for infection yeah so uh some sometimes they talk probiotics because probiotics can change the um the micro environment mm-hmm. of the bladder even or there, the urethra there are probiotics for general urinary i think there's even a probiotic for kidneys especially in women it's been found that uh, yeah. because the urethra is right at the surface there where you know it could be Bacteria or yeast, mm-hmm. uh, it's less protected than the male urethra. E. coli even. Right. Same, you know, e. same general ballpark. Yes. I mean, it's, yeah. there's no vaginal line between the GI tract and the urinary tract, mm-hmm. uh, in, especially in women. Um, yeah. You know, so probiotics may play a role. Um, and, yeah, mm-hmm. I, you know, it, this is a tough kind of problem. But you could know, try some of those things. Yeah. and see if that helps. And the idea is not to eliminate the use of antibiotics. They may be necessary, but maybe to reduce the dependency. But it, he's, on, he's on, in effect, prophylactic antibiotics. Yeah. That could still cause antibiotic resistance. Of course it will. Eventually, right? you'll yeah. have to switch, yeah. But, you know, look, mm. when you're 93, I mean, you know, the, probable, the likelihood is you won't have to do this for 20 years more. Yeah. Yeah. Barbara, thank you for your very thoughtful question. Wishing your wishing your husband good health. Right. All right. And another um, long run. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, we want to go to part two. So give us a preview of what we're going to tackle in part two of today's Q and A with Layla. Ah, is there any harm done to the body when you ingest too much fat at one meal after you've had your gallbladder removed? Okay. Good question. Radio program at AOL.com is the destination for questions. I'm uh, excited to see that many of our listeners are filling our mailbox this week, Mm -hmm. and our inbox, that is. And when we return, more of Intelligent Medicine. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman today with Layla Mutin. It's our weekly Q&A with Layla.